Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, my brother Cooper. Cooper, brother, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. You ready for this? Yes. Some pigskin and some shaking bag. How you doing, baby? Absolutely. Of course, as you know, that will be NFL and NASCAR talk. I love this day. Get to talk some shaking bacon on the track and some pigskin flying. Woo! It's a fun day. Yes. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's do it, brother. We're going to talk about the Dover race. Here we go. Alex Bowman became the second multi winner of the NASCAR Cup Series this season. He would hold off teammate Kyle Larson, who had ended up running up front for most of the race. The win was unique one for Hendrick's race team, as all four drivers finished first, second, third, and fourth in the race. Following Bowman and Larson was Chase Elliott and William Byron. This was the third time in NASCAR history that a race team accomplished this feat. Danny Hamlin had another top ten finish, but again, it is another race he did not cross the finish line first. But Bowen, uh, Bowman being another multi, multi-winner multi still helps Hamlin with his chances of making the playoffs. So, Cooper, your first thought will be for this Bowman second time winner. That's awesome, dude. Yes. The fact that one, two, three, four, that's for pretty Hendrix. sweet too, dude. Yeah, that's an unbelievable um, finish. Too bad you can't ask them if they're on steroids, right? Right. <laughs> I want that car check for steroids. Right. It's a performance enhancer. <laughs> check but, the uh, tires. They might be deflated. Tom Brady. Oh, sorry. We're not talking about him. <laughs> My bad. But yeah, Hamlin, man, it gives him another chance, so we'll see what happens with this. Yeah, it's getting kind of interesting to see what's going to happen with poor Denny Hamlin as he continues to not finish first, but finish in the top ten or top five of races. and. That's just got a leads in point, so <laughs> no pun intended. But that's really got to grind your gears, man. Right, I'm sure it does because he's got to cross that finish line at some point first, which would help guarantee his spot in the playoffs. 
But now, we're going to move on to one little bit of tidbit notes to before we get into the draft grades. The Denver Broncos made headlines this week, and it was not for trading a trade involving Aaron Rodgers. Surprise, surprise. We're still waiting. I think that's going to probably happen in June if it happens at all. But they did hire Kelly Klein as Executive Director of Football Operations and Special Advisor to the General Manager. She follows GM George Patton from Minnesota over to Denver. She spent nine years with the Vikings in the scouting department while working under Patton. She rose up from the public relations intern to a manager of player personnel and college scout for the Vikings covering the Midwest region. It is believed that she is now the highest ranking woman in scouting in history of the NFL. She is another great trailblazer for women in sports. So, Cooper, your thoughts? Oh, definitely. Definitely, man. This uh, this gives, you know, the younger generation hope, bro, that, you know, ladies can get involved with sports, too, and mm-hmm. uh, and make some good money doing it. You know what I mean? I mean, because, um, you know, most girls, they get picked on if they like sports. Right. And, oh, you're a tomboy, you're this, you're that. But you know what? To to actually be able to make them a part of it, and 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 she's making good money, man. Oh yeah, pretty awesome, dude. So this this is awesome for her. It is. That's a great thing. For and and great for the NFL too. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, NFL's moving towards um, better equality for all under that aspect. Um, hopefully now not only are we seeing good advancements with women in sports. But we continue to see great advancements for minorities in, in sports outside, of course, the players themselves. That's obviously yeah. well in, well taken care of, obviously. That's not to say much of anything. But to see them be getting into um, front office positions will be a major help down the road. For, oh, oh definitely, man. Definitely, yeah. Uh, this, this helps everyone, dude. And it gives, like... People like me hope for my daughter that if she gets into sports, she likes it, she, she can go somewhere with it. So, I mean, we've got we've got sports pro- broadcasters now that are women. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so cool to turn on ESPN and see see so much diversity on there nowadays. So. Oh, absolutely makes for makes for great um, hope for women. Excuse me, in the sports world to see that they can be so much more than just, um, you know, what a lot of people so much more than just cheerleaders, right? Like, really, yeah, absolutely. So, it's great. All right, sir, are we ready to talk the grades from the NFL draft? Let's do it, brother. We're gonna start now with the AFC North. Last week, we did the AFC East and uh, NFC East, and we're moving on to the North divisions in football. We're gonna start with the division winners, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mel Kiper Jr. gave your Steelers a C plus. Todd McShay a B minus. Um, NFL.com's uh, Dan Parr gave him a B, uh, which averages out to a B minus. So Cooper, your big pickup was of course Najee Harris in the first round, which you were definitely hoping for. Yes. You guys also got yourselves a really good tight end and Pat Faramuth from uh, Penn State. Oh yeah. And you did answer some of your questions on the line, and you know they got a little bit of work done um, on the defensive side as well but your your sleeper pick seems to be that punter out of georgia tech presley harvin right that's this is crazy dude and uh, i was like why a punter like <laughs> why and yeah now you, you made your point too it's the last round dude who cares mm-hmm. but then then to see that the, the kid can kick like 
from end zone to end zone. You're like, huh? Right, and then you also and he, had released your punter too. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is pretty cool. Dude. So he should step right in into the punter. Um, as far as the Greg goes, yeah, I somewhat agree. Um, but at the same time, we ne- we needed a running back. We needed a tight end. We needed help on the line. We got that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's there's. I, I don't know. Maybe they were thinking they'd go for a quarterback, maybe, and maybe that's why they went B on it or something. I mean, you know, I, I, I know Ben's on his last leg, so we'll see what happens. Just about true there. Yeah. I, I was a little shocked by Kuyper's suggestion because getting Najee Harris at the pick you did, which was, uh, I believe, what, 24 or 25? In yeah. the first round was a great pick. It's not like you wasted a really high pick on a court, on a running back who may or may not pan out. I think Najee actually slid really far. Uh, I really had him marked up. Yeah, I really did. To I a really, top you know, pick. that that's who I wanted. I know you did, but I really didn't think this was going to plan out for us because I mean, Najee Harris is he's a badass dude. Yep. So I mean, the fact that we got him and. You know, the Steel City finally has a running back. We can, we can, um, you know. Yeah, and he's not only um, taken to the good, future. I mean, that's, right. that's pretty cool. He's not only really good power back, not only that, but he's also a top-notch uh, pass catcher out of the yeah. backfield. So it's not like you're getting a guy who's solely going to be uh, just a power guy, you know, and he wears out in a few years. And that's that was kind of what was... What was going on with 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 Connor too? And don't get me wrong, I love Connor, mm-hmm. but he was more solely a running back. Yeah. So I mean, this this helps us out in the passing as well. So I mean, it, it's cool, man. All right, next up, the Baltimore Ravens, your division rivals. I know you're not going to really care about talk about yeah. any of the next three. But we're going to have to talk about them, so unfortunately. It, it is what it it's is. It's going to be the same thing when we talk about the NFC West. So, <laughs> And we already did had this issue with the Patriots yesterday, yeah. uh, last week. But anyway, so the Baltimore Ravens, but Kuiper gave them a B plus, McShay gave them a B, Parr gave them a B, and it, so they averages out just under a B plus, staying with a B. Uh, their biggest pickup was obviously Rashad Bateman on the offense, giving Lamar Jackson a weapon. Um, they did a really good job getting Odafe Owe, also known as Jason Owe, for people who don't know that his actual first name is Odafe. He was going by his middle name because he was afraid no one could pronounce it. Um, but he's an edge rusher, our outside linebacker from Penn State, who is unbelievably fast for a guy his size. He's quick as hell. He ran a unbelievable four three forty. It was shocking <laughs> to say yeah, the least. This is not this is not good for. Uh... The Steelers, man. <laughs> no, they got better. <laughs> yeah. They also picked up this kid, Ben Cleveland, um, offensive guard from Georgia, who, by the way, got a tweet got tweeted at by Braun Strowman. Really? Because Braun Strowman says the kid looks some similar to him. He thinks he's family. <laughs> <laughs> so he said next time he's in Baltimore, crab cakes and beer are on him. Nice. <laughs> so they can figure out if they're related or not. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Because they are in similar build. Um, Cleveland is a little bit shorter, but not by a whole lot compared to the Monster Among Men. So he's, he's going to be the Braun Strowman of NFL. He's going to be everybody going to get these. 
He's definitely on that offensive line. Yep. Your your team and the Browns and Bengals are definitely going to catch some hands. Oh, yeah. Trying to co- go up against Ben Cleveland. All right, next up, we're going to talk about your other favorite team to talk about, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> Kuiper Jr. gave them a B. Uh, McShay gave them an A-. minus. Parr gave them an A, averaging up to a B+. Plus. Their biggest pickup, of course, actually is not their first-round pick, Greg Newsom II, though they did need a really good um, corner. They picked up Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora, linebacker from Notre Dame, who shockingly slipped to the second round. A lot of people had him going in the first round. Yeah, man, that's pretty crazy. And mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, Steelers going to have to look out for this dude because he's he quick, he agile, and he's big, so... Yeah, they did not hurt themselves any at all getting Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, linebacker from Notre Dame, to fall to him in the second round. An unbelievable pickup will um, definitely help the Browns on the defensive side. Of course, Newsom's no slouch either. He was a good corner. Um, they took a, a good corner that was available to him, picked him up, and uh, helped out that secondary. And he's gonna it's gonna help because we got they got Troy Hill from the Rams. They got John Johnson the third from the Rams. So their back end is going to, even though it's going to have a lot of new pieces, it's going to be, it's got good leadership quality back there. And so, guys that have actually played together, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more yeah, of a team play. So yes, there you go. So it's going to help them a lot. All right, next up, though, Cincinnati Bungles. I mean Bengals. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Kuiper gave him a B, McShay gave him a B, and Parr gave him a B. So the average doubt to a B. Their biggest pickup will obviously be... Um, their pick at number five, which shocked a lot of people, going with Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is kind of like, what the heck, why didn't you go with the offensive line? But at the same time, to give him a weapon that, that he's familiar with, I mean, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, there, this was a big pickup for Burrow. Um, there was reports leading up to the draft that Burrow said, if Chase is there, can we please get Chase? Because I'd love to be able to throw it to him again. I mean, Jamar Chase did sit out last year, but the year before when he had Joe Burrow throwing him the football, he led the nation in uh, receiving touchdowns. I think he had like 20, um, all, about 1,800 yards receiving, and I think he even led the nation in catches. I mean, the kid is unbelievable. He's fast. He's got good size. And he's going back to his quarterback. And he's going back to a quarterback he very much knows. This draft was a lot about reuniting quarterbacks with uh, people they knew. It was unbelievable. Um, Another good player that they picked up I think is going to help them out a lot, though, is Jackson Carmen, offensive guard Clemson. He was offensive tackle, blindside protector for um, Trevor Lawrence, but I think Moving him inside will definitely help out um, in that aspect. Too. Definitely, they they got a good they got a good you know guard there. They needed him, so there you go. Yes, sir. Um, and on, another underrated player, though, I do think though is Joseph Osai. Um, I think he's got a chance to show out for them on the defensive side, um, defensive end from Texas. Definitely see what's going to happen with that, ain't we? Yes, sir. And one little side note, um, got to give out some more love to our Florida guys as Evan McPherson. Um, is the kicker that um, was here at Florida is going to the Bengals. They needed a kicker, and they got a good one. They got one. And a really good one in Evan McPherson. All right, next up, sir, we're going to talk about the NFC North. Are you ready? Let's do it. The Green Bay Packers are first up, and we have B-minuses across the board for a B-minus average. Um, 
the shocking thing is going to be the fact that they took cornerback Eric Stokes in the first round. Uh, that was a bit of a head-scratcher. Uh, definitely, dude. You you would think um, they would go offense on this. Uh, especially an w- offensive weapon of some uh-huh. kind. Uh, um, and I think this was a statement that they were trying to make. Yeah. Because Aaron Rodgers, everything going on with him, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you don't know, where are you? Yeah, where are you, but, babe? Uh, you must not be a true NFL fan if you don't know what's going on with the Aaron Rodgers issues in Green Bay. It's just it's it's crazy. But I mean, I understand his take on it being, mm-hmm. you know, voted MVP, whatever, and and not being able to go to the Super Bowl. It's kind of like what the fuck. Yeah, it's kind of for the so, stretcher. Uh, they picked up Josh Myers to replace uh, Corey Lindsay at center. Myers, though, a lot of people had as kind of a project at center, so it's going to be interesting to see how quickly he can fill into that role. Yeah. Um, they did get him, uh, Aaron Rodgers, so we'll have a Rodgers to Rodgers. Amari Rodgers, well, possibly, depending on if that situation doesn't get resolved in a trade. But Amari Rodgers, uh, wide receiver from Clemson, who was a pretty good receiver, so. But definitely, I don't know if he's going to be ready to step into that number two receiver role for Green Bay. Definitely, man. Where they had some better options in the first round. Uh, done it. Green Bay is just, whew, yeah, it's bad right now. Yes, sir. All right, next up, the Chicago Bears. Dup Bears. Man, they, they, they did good on this one, bro. They, yes, they surprised everybody with this. Yeah, so Mel Kiefer gave him a B plus. McShay gave him an A minus. Uh, Felice gave him an A, and, and we averaged that out to an A minus. So Well deserved. Jumped up in the first round, moving 20 spots in a trade with the New York Giants. Picked up the surprisingly free-falling, but very talented quarterback, Justin Fields, quarterback. Ohio State. And, and the only quarterback that you and I both agree that can start from day one. Outside of Trevor Lawrence. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, yes. Yes. Um, we also we do know that Zach Wilson will probably be game one starter for, uh, in New York. But, yeah, but we didn't see him as a guy who should be starting day one. Justin Fields and, Trey, and Trevor Lawrence were the two quarterbacks in this draft that we pounded the table and said, if I was a team that needed a quarterback and I couldn't get fee- uh, Lawrence... I'm taking Fields because he could start day one if I needed him to. And yeah, it's still just so funny that everybody was screaming for Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac mm-hmm. Jones. Right. Uh, so. I wouldn't be surprised. There's still, for now, rumors that it's going to be Andy Dalton that starts day one for the Bears. I don't know if I see that though. I don't. Justin Fields has so much talent, and he's got the he's already knows how to play in cold weather. Being yeah. at Ohio State, so it's not going to be anything new. Uh, I just, I really don't see how he's not, unless you absolutely just rein him back and keep him from just being his awesome self, that he doesn't start day one for the Bears. Yeah, I think that he should, but we will see what goes on with this because, you know, we all thought that Andy Dalton was their guy now, so. Right. I mean, it was kind of surprising. For for us to see them jump as far as they did to get him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they got the good pick. Yeah. Uh, another good pickup they got, though, was Tevin Jenkins in the second round, offensive tackle Oklahoma State, who a lot of people did have going in the first round. So to pick up a good tackle for him as well really helps out um, Justin Fields to have a tackle that will be with him 
for a good majority of his career. Definitely, man. And one little tidbit, they did pick up Thomas Graham Jr., defensive back from Oregon. Graham's one of those um, defensive backs, though, that can do line up in multiple positions. You can have him line up on the outside. You can have him line up in the slot. And sometimes, if you need him to, he can play center field at safety. So they got a triple headed monster right there. Is yes, saying. yes, sir. Thomas Graham can do it all. He did it all at Oregon. He will continue to do it all um, in Chicago, I believe. All right, next up, the Minnesota Vikings, eh? You ready to talk some Vikings? Let's do it. Kuiper with a B plus, McShay with a B, Felice with a B plus, averaging up two, just barely a B plus. Their first pick was Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle, Vatek. A lot of people had him as the number three tackle, not the number three offensive lineman. We all knew Elijah Vera Tucker was the number three offensive lineman. If we just group these all together as one as offensive lineman, um, but the, if we separate them into their positions of guards and tackles and centers, that Darisaw was the number three guy. Uh, very good guy out of, of Vautech. Um, he will definitely help their um, offensive line. A uh, little bit of a surprise, though, was Kellen Mund in the third round. Quarterback from Texas A&M. Well, I mean, not really. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, a good backup is what you need sometimes. A good backup. And not only that, but it, it pushes your quarterback to play better. Yeah, and also a good backup who's also being compared to as being better than Dak Prescott. So yeah, so there you go. That's going to be definitely interesting. Maybe, to see maybe there. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll make a little trade here, or there. Good. So we'll see. And of course, we're going to give some more shout out to little schools, and we're going to shout out Zach Davidson, tight end from Central Missouri. Congratulations yeah. on making it to the NFL, sir. Heck yeah! Live out your dream. And finally, we leave you with the Detroit Lions. Oh, boy. Detroit. Team Pesky Lions. Those uh, very sad lines. But they did themselves a very big favor, and we'll talk about that in just a second. As Kuiper gives them a B, McShay and Felice give them a minus, so we're going to average that out to a B plus. They took Panay Sewell, offensive tackle, Oregon. This was the right move. Oh, yeah. There's no question about this. The right moving all the way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just got Jared Goff. Good good way to protect him. So there you go. Yes, sir. Uh, of course, a lot of people had him number one. There were some that had him as the number two because they saw Rashawn Slater. I still more say refined. number one. It was just because he wasn't in a bigger school. Well, Slater wasn't in a big school either. I mean, just but the way the way they look at things, he played better competition. The way they look saying. at Pac-12, the way they look at the Big Ten, yeah, the Big Ten, the SEC, mm-hmm. they they pick their favorites. Bro. Yeah, so but uh, uh, Pinade gave up one quarterback pressure. Yeah, all year the year prior, and with protecting Justin Herbert, that is unbelievable. Not even a quarterback hit, not a sack, one quarterback pressure. So the guy got close to Herbert. That's it. And he pancaked smaller competition and some pretty big competition, too. Yeah. Not all of us out there in the Pac-12 are small. Yeah. D- despite what they like to say about our defensive lines, we've got some pretty big boys out there. Oh, yeah. And also, to tell you this other thing, he went up against Kayvon Thibodeau, the projected number one pick next year in the draft from Oregon, who plays defensive end, so we got to go up against him and practice a lot. 
iron sharpens iron, and oh, Thibodeau is a beast. Yeah. So that's why I'm looking forward to seeing Panay Sewell helping out the Lions' offensive line woes and protecting the blind side of Jared Goff and any other possible quarterback the Lions could end up <laughs> There's already been rumors that they might already try to be looking at their next quarterback after golf. So I'm just saying, it's oh, not. Yeah? yeah, it's not a slam dunk that he's gonna stay. Well, not only that, but he didn't, he had hand surgery, and then when he did come back, it wasn't that great. So <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. So uh, we'll <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> yeah, they um, the Lions did help out help their uh, back end of their defense by getting uh, Ifa. Ifatu Melifanu, uh, cornerback Syracuse, who's actually one of those corners that um, graded pretty high amongst um, the draft experts, but still fell to the third round. So That's sometimes how it works out, dude. And you never count anybody out in the NFL, dude, because it really doesn't matter what round you you fall in. And I believe, I believe full-heartedly, dude, that these later round guys, they got a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. so they're going out there to prove that they that they belong, dude. And oh, some yeah. of them show out. So yes, and also um, they got golf a uh, weapon called named Amon Raw St. Brown, wide receiver SC. St. Brown is a pretty good receiver. He didn't get a lot of credit out there at SC because SC's kind of been on the downswing of their um, latest. Um, go with coaches and the way they've been going out there. And I think they got themselves a pretty good possession receiver in St. Brown. So that will definitely help with all, especially since they lost Marvin Jones and uh, Kenny Galladay in the uh, offseason. Yeah, man, it'll be de- definitely good to, to see what he can do. But, uh, golf, of course, golf is going to benefit from having Tyler Hawkinson as a as his tight end, so that's oh, all. Yeah, that's a good security blanket for golf. So he's not totally screwed. He's a little screwed, but not totally screwed. Uh-huh. He, they did at least at least they're giving him help on the line by getting him a good tackle, the best tackle in the draft. You. Yep. All right, man. So uh, that does it for us for today with um, football NASCAR talk. Um, we will be back, of course, Thursday with Worldwide Sports Talk. Um, we got some news out of Congress late recently that they're looking at pushing a federal NIL law. So we'll talk about that. Ooh, interesting. We're going to talk about the um, Preakness, of course. That ha- just happened. Um, oh, wait. Did we talk about the Preakness last week? No, we we dis- yeah, we discussed it going into the Preakness. Now we got to talk about the results yeah. from the Preakness. Um, we got to talk about the results. Medina Spirit is no longer looking to be the trip, next Triple Crown winner and has already been barred from Belmont, which is interesting. Mm. So that's going to be um, a fun thing to discuss. And, of course, um, the hockey playoffs have gotten started, so they're dropping the puck in the Stanley Cups. Yes, sir. Playoffs. Can't wait. Looking forward to that and all that, and, of course, and much more. And then Saturday, we get to recap Backlash. WrestleMania. That's still wrong. It is weird. Yeah, it's not right. It's, I'm like, what is it's this? Not it's not right. It's just backlash. Just backlash. All right. And then, of course, we hope you join us Sunday as we go live for our 100th episode. It's going to be interesting, dude. It is. It's going to be fun on a bun. I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And we got some surprise for you guys, mm-hmm. so uh, stay tuned. 
So be sure to take it out. Keep track of the social media, and we'll be sharing that with you here at the end of the episode. Got anything else, Dad? No, man, I'm good to go. I think we're about ready to uh, sign off. Yes, sir. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sports talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sports talk, W I T Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.